0: This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. Ooh, Nelly, Jim Toth. Ooh, baby. We're going to have Chris Jericho, uh, wrestling superstar. He's going to be joining us in just uh, a few moments here, a few minutes. Um, Lots to get to on the show, of course. A a weekend full of hockey for the Winnipeg Jets. Win in Vancouver, loss in Seattle. We can get into that. Lots of storylines coming out of the weekend. But uh, this hot off the press, Jim Toth, uh, former Ottawa senator uh, turned uh, hockey analyst. Mark Mathot causing causing a bit of a stir on the old Twitterverse. Uh, Bruce Garriott. Good afternoon and good day,
1: everybody. Yes. Thanks hello, Jim for joining Talk. us. Happy Bow, Monday, please, unless- Jim. Hello, <laughs> yes, of course.
0: Yes, <laughs> Happy
1: Monday, everybody. Unless you're Mark Mathot. Uh, yeah, uh, Bruce Garriac, uh, uh, Manitoban himself, yes, uh, and uh, great uh, r- broadcaster and uh, From Portage the Prairie,
0: I very much Port believe so. Portage the
1: Prairie, tweeted out a picture of uh, Winnipeg uh, from his Fairmont Hotel suite today, being mm-hmm. here to cover the Senators game tomorrow night. And Mark Mathot retweeted his photo and the weather and said, Worst hotel in the NHL, the Fairmont in Winnipeg. Paper-thin walls, very loud doors, bed sheets that zap you upon entry.
0: Ooh, that's a sensitive one. What is
1: Is that the sparkle, the shocking? uh, What is that? He's complaining
0: about uh, static electricity. Crap,
1: but the S word, crap weather. Almost no nearby restaurants. Tough scene. Call me a prima donna. I don't care. Is from Mark Mathot.
0: Yeah. And then he goes on to say, I can see that I've riled up a lot of people with this post. I'd like to take the time to apologize for forgetting to mention another thing. 99.9% of players have Winnipeg on their no trade list. Have a great day. So
1: he did the Rory McGregor. Not Rory. uh, Connor McGregor, sorry. The Connor McGregor there where he said, I'd like to apologize to absolutely nobody.
0: (laughs) Um, You know, this this kind of stuff, uh, it definitely something that, you know, Winnipeggers are, I think this is a touchy subject. This is a sensitive subject. Um, I, I don't pretend that Winnipeg is... The Bahamas, Chicago, um, you know, Miami, or anything like that. Um, Winnipeg is what it is. And, but, and, and this is something I always felt. And when I, when I was working in Calgary, people would comment, like, because I was from, I'd tell them I'm from Winnipeg. And you'd always get sort of these, not all the time, not all the time. But there was many times when people would say, oh, Winnipeg, oh, what well, that dump, you must be glad to be out of there. And I would hear that quite often. And it would always bother me so much because it was a situation where, and it's like this, it's amongst family, like where like, you have a crazy family member, crazy uncle, and then somebody outside of the family makes a comment about that person. It's, you, get, you get your heckles up automatically. It's something that's like you find offensive. I feel the same way. It's like I'm from Winnipeg. I have the right to complain about this place. I earned it. I'm from here. I have a love, I have a special heart, place in my heart for this place. Um, and you're not from here. You don't. You don't know what it's like. You don't know Winnipeg. And, you, and you're making. Comments like there's no good restaurants and stuff like that. And Sarah Orleski's getting in on it, saying that there's a bunch of great restaurants nearby. Happy to provide a list for any Ottawa media or anyone else outstanding. Jeff O'Neill, O-Dog in Toronto, jumping up, uh, saying, yeah, meth, there are restaurants around and stuff like that. Uh, Mark Stevens. claiming meth is the... Methot, Mark Method.
1: Oh, yeah, meth? Oh, yeah, meth. No, I think he's talking about restaurants. He's like, yeah, you can get meth downtown is what he's referencing. Oh, you think so? I don't know. We can call O-Dog and ask yeah, him. I'll
0: ask him. I'll ask him, yeah. Yeah.
1: Look, it's. Uh, I'm not surprised by this. If you, I've said this before when San Jose players bashed yeah. or San Jose bashed Winnipeg too. If you arrive like today and it's this weather and you go to the rink and get a skate in and you go and have dinner and then you go back to your hotel, mm-hmm. Winnipeg isn't the most appealing destination on the NHL circuit. Yeah. But he's criticizing the hotel. Like when San Jose did it, the only thing I had an issue with is it is dark and it is bad weather and it is cold, so fair enough. And those things you, are all you, true. You shouldn't bash the internet. The internet works. That was my point about that tweet from, you know, the internet shoddy. Well, yeah. that's on us then. That is something that our internet should work. We're a major city in Canada. This is just, again, I think the problem with this is is – he, there's some truth to it. If you're an NHL player on the road and you land even in downtown Calgary or downtown Edmonton and and stuff, it's probably not the most desirable destination to spend a night having a meal. I obviously, get
0: that. obviously, but
1: that doesn't mean it sucks, and that doesn't mean that the paper thin thin walls and this the static and that. electricity, like static electricity, the sheets zap you. Mark, do you want somebody to turn down your bed? Like, I I'm I just sorry. I tweeted out. I said I just said Mark
0: Mathot pooped his pants this morning. I think he I think he maybe maybe made a mess. He woke up a little cranky, and uh, yeah, he pooped his pants.
1: The, and then the whole ninety nine. He's not wrong about the ninety nine percent on the trade list. No. We know that too. But again, look at the thirty two cities. And anybody listening here has an occupation. If somebody said you can transfer to any of these thirty two cities. I would presume Winnipeg would be at the lower end of the list too. But Winnipeg, it doesn't mean we're a bad place. It, was it not, doesn't mean no. that we don't have nice restaurants. And it doesn't mean – bottom line is, who cares what Mark Mathot thinks Well, that's exactly about right. Winnipeg.
0: That's right. And you know what? And I, and I will just say this, and, and this is something – we're gonna get a bunch of text messages on this. We'll read them uh, at the end here as well. Winnipeg represents a very seminal hockey market here in Canada. It's a special representation of hockey fans. Where hockey came from, it's like this is. Um, it's a. Uh, oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? It's. It's like. Uh, it's. It's where it came from. It's its birthplace. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's not Arizona. It's not Florida. It's not Carolina or anything like that. Here's the other. But this thing. is a place where people love hockey, and they deserve to have a, a team. And yeah, the weather's not great all the time. It's cold like crazy today. I walk around in it all the time.
1: But here's the thing. So to that point, yeah. it it has nothing to do with whether we deserve a hockey team or not. To me, it's uh, fair enough. We deserve one. And this is a hockey-mad community, and they support it well, blah, blah, blah. But of the 32, where does it rank sort of yeah. thing? And uh, you know what? It's it's kind of great that we have Chris Jericho on about this because yeah. if there's a guy who's going to challenge a guy calling out his hometown, it's Chris Jericho. So maybe by the end of this, we have a Mark Mathot, Chris Jericho one on one. I'll be front row
2: for this.
0: Yeah, world champion wrestler with AEW. Chris Jericho joining us right now. Hey, Chris,
2: how's it going, man? I'm doing great, man. What's going on? Not Chris, much. good to Not have you much. on.
1: Thanks for joining us. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you knew what we were talking about prior, but we'll get to that a little later after we talk about you
2: coming to perform in your hometown. Yeah, no, I, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm sure you'll fill me in. But it's going to be <laughs> exciting, man. The debut of AEW uh, in Winnipeg, which is, of course, is a great wrestling town and it's a great uh, Jericho town. So I couldn't think of a better place for us to uh, have our second ever Canadian show uh, on March 14th.
0: Yeah. AW, this is something that you kind of been there from the ground up. I mean, when you started, it was kind of, you know, taking a chance and, and all that sort of thing. And uh, you, you I mean, you started off and you were the face of, of this thing or, or, or one of the very few faces of AEW. I mean, a lot of these guys were uh, people that maybe only the, you know, the hardcore of the hardcore wrestling fans knew. So, I mean, how, pro, how, how proud are you of AEW and, and being a part of this thing and building it up from the ground up? And then, again, being able to bring it here to Winnipeg?
2: Well, I mean, once again, um, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, I think we, we created something very special, very quickly. And a lot of people didn't expect that, I think. And I think a lot of people joined us from the very beginning. And that's why we have such an ardent fan base. Um, We provided a little bit of an alternative. It's a little bit more of a party when, when A.W. comes to town. And you can see that when you watch the shows. So, um, you know, I think we've grown so quickly and so big in just three years that um, it's kind of one of those things where where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how great it went. But but then again, it doesn't surprise me because one of the things that we decided to do right from the get go was create new stars. And you do mention, you know, at first I was one of the only faces, if not the face of the company. But since then, look how much we've done with Darby Allen and Jack Perry and MJF and Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and um, you know the the list goes on and on. The acclaimed, there's huge Britt Baker, Jade Carhill. Uh, I mean, we've gotten a lot of people uh, to superstar status once again, and and that's a whole fresh roster of talent that no one has ever seen before until they came to AW. So I think it's one of the reasons why the show has done so well, why on TSN our ratings are the best of any wrestling company in the world, and why, you know, when we're coming to Winnipeg, it's an event and it's going to be a night, uh, a night to remember.
1: What, what part of it um, sort of drew you in at this stage of your career, Chris? I would assume there was a couple other options wrestling-wise and everything else you have going on in your life and your career. Uh, what drew you to AEW and, and, and then, you know, what made you think it would be successful just given that there's not much you don't get into that isn't successful?
2: Well, I mean, we took a chance at first, you know, that's the thing. Nobody knew for sure uh, what AEW, the fate was going to be, but I just knew that we, you know, you heard about new companies opening all the time and it's just more like just lip service, but we had probably three or four factors that you have to have that no one else did to open a successful company. One of those was a completely fresh roster of main event talent that no one had ever really seen before because most of the guys when we started had just come from working internationally, uh, working kind of on the Indies, but they were all top-level talents like Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and Hangman Page and you know Cody Rhodes when he was with us and that type of thing. Then you had uh, a television station willing to give us uh, their full commitment in, in TBS and, and Turner, Time Warner, which is now Warner Discovery, and then you had the passion and the finances of Tony Khan, which is the most important thing. He knew exactly what he wanted to do and he went out and did it. So. Uh, That's one of the reasons I think right out of the gate we captured people's attention, and it's been nonstop ever since then. So it really was catching lightning in a bottle, and it probably will never happen again. But uh, just the way things have gone for us so far, I think it's gone far and above anybody's expectations, but not ours. I think once we started rolling, we knew that we had something special, and our fan base knew we had something special and we've been growing that ever since.
0: You know, you know, Chris, a lot of guys would be like, you know, I made it to the, you know, quote-unquote biggest wrestling promotion. Uh, I'm cool. I'll just chill here and, and, and ride off into the sunset here. I mean, that doesn't sound like something that you're, you're very interested in. I mean, you're you're a driver, man. Like, you you, you got a, an incredible work ethic, and, you know, like from comic books to musicians. I mean, you got a fantastic podcast, one of the big, uh, biggest uh, podcasts in the world, Top 200. You got 900 episodes and stuff like that. I mean, where do you get this drive from? What? what, what what, what 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 drives you forward
2: i mean i think it's when you know when i when i first started um wrestling years ago i always wanted to be a wrestler and i wanted to be in a rock and roll band that was it and i kind of just made both those things happen so once you can succeed uh in two separate you know kind of strange vocations then there's really nothing that you can't do and nothing that i won't try uh, i think that's the most important thing and you know Um, You're right. I've never been the type of guy to just sit in the back. And and, and I felt my last year or so in the WWE, even though the storyline I had with Kevin Owens was probably the best on the show, I think we ended up second on WrestleMania that year. And that kind of just showed me that maybe maybe I need to go somewhere else. Uh, I still felt I had a lot more to offer in a main event capacity. And, And after going to Japan and then coming to AEW, I think I've proven that so like I mentioned I don't know if it's still the wrestling if there was no AEW but thankfully there is and I think 2022 was one of the best years of my career as a result
1: AEW coming to Winnipeg for the first time on March the 14th you can get your tickets now Winnipeg or Chris Jericho will be a big part of it and is a big part of it as well what's it going to be like to wrestle in your hometown and and perform here and and um, do it with this new brand
2: Well, I mean, I've done it many times before, obviously, but but to do it with AEW is very special because it's the first time, you know, once again, the first time we've been there, there's only one chance to make a first impression. And, um, you know, like I mentioned, the fact that Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho and Don Callis kind of put together the match that spurred and kickstarted AEW when when Kenny and I worked at the Tokyo Dome in 2018, there's a real connection with Winnipeg and AEW. So, um, you know, it's not just kind of showing up in Winnipeg with WWE, now it's like coming to AEW, a company that I kind of cre- helped create, and a company that's very you. much Winnipeg influenced. And, and um, you know, but that's why I think it's going to be so special to, to, to be in the city, uh, knowing the roots of AEW indirectly came from, from, from the peg. So um, n- nobody else can say that. No other company can say that. So I, I take great pride in coming and being from Winnipeg. And if anybody ever asks me where I'm from, I always say Winnipeg, still am, Um, even though I haven't lived there in 30-odd years, but it doesn't matter. You know, you come from Winnipeg, you're always from Winnipeg. You know, uh, I think all of those, what's that?
1: Oh, sorry, go ahead, finish that thought.
2: (laughs) I just think all those factors combined make this such a special night for for, for us and and for, for the fans in Winnipeg.
1: Yeah, and along those lines, Chris, that's what we were talking about just before we got you on air. Mark Mathot, the former NHL defenseman and now analyst for the Senators. Senators are here tomorrow night to take on your Winnipeg Jets. Tweeted out this morning, worst hotel in the NHL? The Fairmont in Winnipeg. Paper-thin walls, very loud doors, bed sheets that zap you upon entry, crap weather, almost no nearby restaurants, tough scene. Call me a prima donna, I don't care. So that's what we were talking about before you came on, and I was saying it's just ironic that we have one of the most proud Winnipeggers that would probably not only defend his city, but step up to Mr. Murthot and invite him here on the 14th and see if he wants to talk about it.
2: Well, I'm not going to get in a fist fight with him because he doesn't like the Fairmont, but he does kind of sound like a little bitch. <laughs> Come on. The, last, the last time I was in Winnipeg, I stayed at the Fairmont, and I was talking to my friend Duff McKagan from Guns N' Guns Roses, they were in town at the time. I said, hey, where you stand? He said, the Fairmont. I said, so am I. I said, what room are you in? He said, 722. I said, open your door. I was in 725. <laughs> no way! The <laughs> so, Fairmont is good enough for, for Chris Jericho and Guns N' Roses. It should be good enough for the Ottawa Senators.
1: I would think so, too, man. It's been great having you on that. And yeah. I wish I was in room 720. If I saw that in the hallway, I'd bring a <laughs> case of beer and sit down and get to know some legends for sure. Uh, March 14th.
2: Hey, I just want to dedicate the show on March 14th to the great Bob Holiday, who uh, I don't think has much time left with us, obviously, a CJOB legend and a legend for Winnipeg wrestling and very monumental in my career as well. So I dedicate the March 14th show in Winnipeg to Bob Holiday.
0: Yeah, and, and Chris, before we let you go, just got a, a text message from uh, one of your. Well, first of all, my brother-in-law Kyle and my uh, my niece Maddie they, they they heard that you were going on the, on the show, so they wanted to make sure I let you know that they were going to be in the, in the stands on March 14th uh, to sing nice. Judas. Uh, and also got this great text message, uh, Chris Jericho. My son is dying right now listening to you. Uh, he's nine years old. His name is Xavier, and he absolutely admires you. Uh, well done a great job to a great Winnipegger he does the wall of Jericho on his bed with his stuffed animals so I just wanted to wanted to pass that on to you
2: oh well, there you go man well it's it's always uh, cool to hear those types of messages and uh like I said it's gonna be cool to come to Winnipeg man it's gonna be a great great night
1: and just one final note what we mentioned there Chris I know Bob I haven't seen him for a while I think all of Winnipeg knows Bob and and has been wondering so he's he's not doing well right now
2: Yeah, I mean, not to give too much away, but I read on his Facebook page page that he's uh, in the hospital and probably won't be coming home. So Hmm. best best wishes to Bob. And then Bob actually booked me on my very first wrestling tour in 1989 as a member of the Ring Crew. So that was my first taste of being on the road as the uh, Ring Crew for Bob Holiday's Pro Wrestling Tour.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I knew him through his great photography at sporting events and stuff, so we wish Bob all the best. He's probably listening, so we wish you all the best, Bob, and, and the, the 14th has been dedicated to you, sir, on behalf of Chris Jericho. Great having you, Chris. Can't wait to see you live here and uh, be well over the next couple of months till you come home. Yeah,
0: we'll see you at that uh, Chris Jericho room inside the Leopolds on Henderson. Do you know you got a whole room there dedicated to you?
2: I know, I got to go try and check it out I got to go to DJ's <laughs> for pizza and go down to the Leopold room man. They got every picture on there It's like the most gaudiest place, it's perfect for me, I love it
0: <laughs> Chris Jericho, World Championship wrestler again He'll be here March 14th, Tuesday AEW here in Winnipeg, Canada Life Centre uh, All the best, Chris Hey, thanks so much for taking the time, I appreciate it Awesome to talk to you See
2: you guys soon
1: Thanks, thanks Chris, guys. all the best, Bye. man Yeah, that's great to have him on And there's the challenge to Mark Math- You know, And really, that's what Chris is saying Is what we are saying at the start I get it. Whatever from an NHL defenseman sounds like he's being a little bit of a what Chris said, and I'll let him say that one. <laughs> has got us. You know, I get it. Like somebody bashes your town, I, I stand up for it as well. But also, don't let it bother you. Who cares? I mean, I've never been to Ottawa, but I know people who went to school there. I know people who live there. It's one of the most boring cities on the planet, <laughs> is what I'm told. There's not a lot of action going on in Ottawa. Um, it, I hear so, it's very
0: stuffy because of like all the federal government stuff and stuff like that but I have people that tell me that Ottawa is absolutely gorgeous it's yeah a it's
1: city. A, a, again it's a beautiful city I'm not saying you know bash Ottawa back I'm just saying have pride in your own city and don't uh, and the pride should be don't let somebody else knock it so that it makes you feel bad like so what who cares what he thinks of, of Winnipeg
0: yeah don't come then mark see you later mark anyways let's we'll, we'll, let's take a break we'll come back we're gonna move sports want to make great, sure we, yeah that was awesome make sure we have not we had enough time for chris so we'll move sports to after uh 12 30 and then we'll come back hey it was a busy weekend for the winnipeg jets we'll get some of your text messages uh as well absolutely awesome stuff here so lots to get to here on jets at noon and uh I got a problem with the NHL schedule and the Vancouver Canucks. What do I think about the Vancouver Canucks?
1: It's almost festivist, so let's
0: hear the grieving. We're airing grievances. grievances. We'll be right Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Welcome back to the show. That Welcome. was fun, eh, hey,
1: Jim? That was a blast. A real blast. And, you know, we ran out of time. We never have enough time with guys yeah. like that, but... um. I just want to say hi to Chris's dad, Chris Jericho's dad, Ted Irvin. Yeah. He's a longtime listener, uh, used to help us broadcast some games here. I ran into him in the summer. I was talking to him about um, just a whole bunch of stuff, and he was asked him about Chris and how he was doing. Um, Ted Irvin went to a show a couple of years ago. It might have been with the debut of a AEW um, a year or two ago, and they were in Chicago, and uh, Ted went in the ring and performed with his son, which he said was an absolute thrill. And I was blown away by how well Ted was. I think he went in there and said, you know, as a former New York Ranger, anything worse than wrestling in Chicago is playing hockey here, <laughs> you know, and it was the sort of heel turn and all yeah. that. So it was great. But yeah, uh, anytime I, I hear about or see Chris Jericho, I think of his great dad, Ted Irvin uh, played for the Rangers for a while, but just an all around great individual. So I wanted to say hi to Ted We, we also family.
0: got, and you're going to play this later on in your show and stuff like that. And maybe we'll play it a little bit later. That was the best quote that the we've best had. The best quote ever? On Jets at noon. Absolutely. Yeah. Bar none from Chris Jericho there.
1: I, it was uh, if last time I was in Winnipeg, and I'm going to play it on my show, but last yeah. time I was in Winnipeg, I stayed at the Fairmont, and my friend Duff McKagan of Guns N' Roses was there. I called him up. He said, where are you staying? He said, the Fairmont. He said, which room? He said, 726. He said, why don't you open your door? I was in 720. So if the Fairmont's good enough for Chris Jericho and Guns N' Roses, it should be good enough for Mark Matha. <laughs> <laughs> the other best part of that was, well, I'm not going to fight him and punch him in the face because but- he doesn't
0: like Winnipeg, but he sounds like a. Pop. Anyways, that was awesome stuff. That was so great to have. and um- good
1: for Chris. Like he said, I, I I might not be wrestling anymore if it's for a. Mm. It wasn't for AEW, which again, you get your tickets. Chris Jericho and AEW are coming Tuesday, March the 14th. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was interesting too because he's in the, the as you said the podcast the metal yeah. band. He's got everything going on, and really, you know, no disrespect, but at that age, you often wonder how much more guys have in the tank yeah. for the wrestling game. But to, to him to delve into it and, and get it started and have it this successful after three years is a real uh, kudos to him and just yeah. a great, proud Winnipegger. So it was great to have him on, and uh, it would be good to have, watch him wrestle.
0: Yeah, thanks a lot to Colin Loughey, our uh, promotions guru here, for setting that up. Uh, uh, really, really uh, appreciate um, appreciate that. Um, the Winnipeg Jets, well, they're in the middle of uh, – An issue, specifically down the right side there, Jim. Uh, Blake Wheeler out on the weekend, found out about that. He's going to be out for a month. It seems like it's every – unless injuries happen, more injuries happen, which is certainly possible with this schedule here. I'm going to talk about that in just a second. Um, But now they're missing their three guys on the top right wing. And it seems like everybody right now is a month away. So they're at least likely going to have to go through most of the month of January before – they start getting some reinforcements back. Nate Schmidt, Blake Wheeler, uh, both of them uh, out, of course. Nick Ehlers, probably over a month away. We'll wait and see how that happens. There was some, some speculation about two to three weeks. I think it's going to be longer than that. Um, you know, Mason Appleton uh, and and Saku Metalinen. And it's like – I remember I was doing the show. Uh, you were off uh, that day, and I was sitting here with with Pistol Pete, Skyler Peters here on uh, 680 CGOB, and it was talking about injuries. And he said, "Injuries is never an excuse." And I, I, don't like to think that injury is an excuse because organizationally, you should have the depth to be able to deal with this. But particularly down the right side here, this is an issue, and this isn't just like your run of the mill depth needs to perform in this situation. This is a this is a big issue here, uh, down down the right side. I, with, I think Wheeler, and, and Appleton. Out
1: and I way. think it it is an excuse, and I'll, I'll <laughs> debate. Skyler Peters about that because I used to be yeah. that way. I used to be every team gets some in it, but look at the Colorado yeah. Avalanche. This this are is different. This me, is different. Are you telling me if the Colorado Avalanche weren't fully healthy with all their players that they would have had the start to this season that they've had? No. Like Gabe Landis, Scott, now Nathan McKinnon, but they they had two or three defensemen out. Mm-hmm. Um, their depth has been challenged. And and I'm with you to a point. I'm with you to two players. Like you can lose a top six guy and a D man or a top six bottom six forward. Yeah. And you should have enough depth to go through a season and and still pile up some wins if you're a good team. Yeah. But when you get to six players, and that's where the Jets are—four forwards, including the entire top three right side, Mm -hmm. and two starting D-men—and Logan Stanley and Nate Schmidt, your depth's—that's six starters off your
0: roster. Yeah, it's it's above. That's a quarter
1: of your roster, and if you struggle a little bit, I'm just saying, if you struggle a little bit, then that's understandable.
0: Yeah, totally, and and then we have to, and then in the midst of the calendar that they're in right now, Look, I mean, this schedule is is ridiculous, Jim. I mean, December thirteen games in twenty two days. They're in the middle of that. They're in the midst of a five games in seven days situation here. Um, and listen, these guys are well compensated. This has been a conversation we've been talking about, like they but I, I I can't help but feel that they're they're not out there playing patty cakes there, Jim Toth. This isn't basketball. It's not baseball. This is hockey, and I I can't help but feel that this is. This is too much. And when you see schedules condense like this, you have to think – And this was something we talked about heading into a gym. Injuries are going to happen. They're, they're, Winnipeg Jets have to be able to understand that they are going to go through injuries when the games really, really start to pile up like this. And that's exactly what's happened. I think this is too much. I think this is absolutely ridiculous. I do.
1: Well, it's – I'm not going to argue with you because I – This is the part that I'm like, I I think all teams go through this at some point, but this is a little tough stretch. The the problem I have with the schedule, to be honest with you, is last night's game. I, I don't mind back to backs. I don't. What I mind is if one of the teams, the team that isn't playing the back-to-back has three days off, like the Seattle Kraken had. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's right. I think if both teams play the night before, and I'm, I don't even, some people think they both have to have traveled. So like yeah. if, if you're going to play Seattle, they were in Colorado on Saturday and, and Winnipeg's in Vancouver, and then they both yeah. play the next night in Seattle. I'm not even on that. Like, but Seattle should have played Saturday if you're going to make them face a team that's played the night before and traveled. Yeah. I just Now, I understand how hard it is to work the 32 teams, the 32 buildings, the NBA, the concerts, all the events and that. But, you know, so I would assume the NHL is smart enough that they wouldn't have done this on purpose unless there was no other way. And the no other way is you're not going to make them not play Seattle this weekend and make them go back there for a different trip. You know, you're trying to squeeze us in. But, and I'm not making an excuse for that 3-2 loss last night. I, I I don't think it had much to do with But Seattle looked to me like a team that hadn't played in three days. And by the third period, Winnipeg looked like a team that played the night before. And it has nothing to do with the 29-minute flight from Vancouver. Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with the 60 minutes of hockey they played the night before and then have to play another 60 minutes that night. Well, Seattle's been waiting for three days.
0: Yeah, and on top of that, too, and this is just another thing. You know, you go back. You you go out to the Pacific. It's a nine o'clock start time, our time in Vancouver. You go there. It's twenty two hours between puck drop back to back on the Pacific time zone. Okay, you come back to you come back to Winnipeg to play Ottawa for one game at home. So it's it's basically a road game. I mean, you get to sleep in your own bed at the end of the night, but it's relatively a road game because you're getting in and you're getting right back out there. Then they head off to Boston for a back-to-back against Boston and Washington. I don't know how long that flight is. I'm, I'm not going to think it's a very long flight, maybe an hour, 45 minutes to it's an hour. Not, yeah,
1: it's not long it's at all. It's not
0: crazy. But that's another situation where it's another back-to-back. But here's my and, point. And it, it, that's, that's that's you know, Pacific, two-hour difference to get to the Central, then one-hour difference. That is, a, that is a big leap in terms of, like, in, in, in preparation. I mean, I get, you know, people, like, how much do people get messed up by... Um, And I understand this National Hockey League, you're going to be jumping time zones. It's North America. This is just the way it is. Um, But people get messed up when during daylight saving time for one hour. It's like I had to work my way through it and and that sort of thing. There are ways these guys can do it here, but it's just it's something that I think you have to note. Here's my point about the back-to-back in Seattle. So when they go
1: back-to-back this Thursday, Friday, Boston and then Washington, on the Thursday when they're in Boston, Washington's in Ottawa. So they both have a game on Thursday night. They both travel, yeah. and then they both play in Washington. That's what a back-to-back show. Even if Ottawa was in Washington, I don't care. It's just it's tough to ask a team to play back-to-back when the team you're facing in that second game hasn't played in three days. Mm-hmm. It's just, and I, I get it. Like, I, I'm, I'm full on board that the NHL is smart enough to know that and smart enough to only book these if it was only available at this time. But so the game in Washington, I really think there's no excuses. They yeah. play in Ottawa, you play in Boston, then you meet on this Friday and you both travel, then you both played the night before. Yeah. I just thought it was – by the third period, I just could tell that, you know, Seattle didn't play for three days and yeah. Winnipeg had. So I, still, it's a 3-2 game.
0: Yeah, I, I, I saw the Jets fade in that one. Like I,
1: That's, that's my we'll point. We'll they talk were about fading va- in the third.
0: They certainly were. In, and we'll talk about the Vancouver game. Actually, no, let's talk about that right now. We'll get into Seattle. Vancouver looked awful in that game. Well, Vancouver they looked, looked awful. Terrible. And Winnipeg they looked great. Yeah. See, but like and we were talking about this as well. Um the Winnipeg Jets they stuck to their structure. They got the defense activated. They moved the puck around well. But Vancouver did not present much of a challenge. Like they no. they were not in that game even for any stretch of the imagination.
1: Vancouver's got issues, man. Like big issues. Speaking of um you, they were off for three days. They played Calgary on Wednesday, and then they played. They waited for Winnipeg to come Yikes. in on Saturday night, and that effort was just—I I don't know what to tell you. Like I thought, uh, Kelly and I were talking to him post game. Luke Shen looked great. Mm-hmm. Luke Shen looked great. Yeah, and wanted to get into some guys' faces when they were down two nothing, and was he did look good. I don't know where JT Miller. Like I mean, I'm not going to go through the list. Yeah, I just they didn't skate. Uh, they they had a lot of hits because they never had the puck. And and that being said, I thought Winnipeg for the depleted lineup and the like they they played their game plan against Nashville and didn't change it throughout the whole game until they got that overtime win. And I thought they did the same against Vancouver. <laughs> their their style, what they wanted to accomplish, their defending and their work through the neutral zone and offensive uh, zone. Um, they stuck they stuck with it. And and what I'm saying about that is good coaches always tell me you want your team to play the way you want them to play when they're up 3-1 or down Mm -hmm. 3-1. And I thought, you know, there was a game against Nashville. The Jets were down one, then 1-1, and they never alleviated from their system. They never tried to do a little bit more, get that extra step or make that extra move. Mm -hmm. And I thought they did the same against Vancouver when they were up 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, 4-0. They just never deviated from their system or their plan. And, And then that's what I saw. Like the turnover by DeMello that a lot of people are blaming the Seattle game on, yeah. That's a guy that's playing his second game in two nights, and and you know I, it's a bad turn. I'm not yeah. defending the turnover; you can't do it. But that's in the third period when mental mistakes happen is when you're tired. And, yeah. and so I just saw them fading in the third. But up until that point, I thought they've been this week was pretty good of sticking to their system.
0: I was thinking they had to keep and and I, I just the way that things were were panning out over the course of that game, they got two goals on the power play, and I was just saying to myself, if they can just hold on to this. They got, to, they got to score when they have their opportunities. Um, they didn't get a lot of shots on net and stuff like that, but um, I, I they, they, they were in that game, and they there was a point within their grasp. Uh, but Seattle, again, well-rested team, just uh, just took advantage of here. And I think, Jim, like when we look ahead to the schedule, we got s- senators in, in, in Boston and Washington. You know what? I'll ask you this question after we come back from a break. I'm going to ask you, Jim. What do you think the Jets need to do over these last three games heading into Christmas? What, what, what kind of pointage? What kind of points they need to pick up?
1: Survive,
0: but we'll get into it. <laughs> We're gonna dig deep, man. Dig deep. We'll be delve. right back. Let's we'll delve be, into it. We'll, we'll, we'll be right back. Jets at noon on six eight CJOB. Ottawa tomorrow. Boston, Washington. Um, heading into the Christmas break here, uh, where the where the clubs and, and the NHL uh, takes off, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and Boxing Day. What what do the Winnipeg Jets need to do? What do they need to do? Well, they need look. They need to beat Ottawa tomorrow night. Yeah, they need to get a point
1: or two, preferably two. No, they have to get two points at Ottawa tomorrow night. They're back I mean, at they home. Gotta, they got to beat Ottawa. Yeah, they're beat up and everything else. But this is a team that should beat Ottawa even with this lineup. And again, if they continue their style, then they take. The, there's a chance if Boston doesn't lose prior to Thursday that they'll host the Jets, having not lost on home ice yet this year. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be extremely tough. And Boston is one of the few teams that's fully healthy now. They didn't start the year healthy, but most of their guys are back. Mm -hmm. I think Krejci's back in the lineup, but Marshawn and everybody else. McAvoy's back there. So Boston's going to be really tough. And then Washington, we just saw, they're catching fire. They're a team that, you know, just the way they beat the Jets at home is they have the vets. They're banged up. They had seven AHL players or six, I think, that game here in Winnipeg. But I thought they defended well in the Jets. So to me, it's one game at a time for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But you got to win against Ottawa tomorrow night. Then you go on the road. You take your chances with Boston. But that Boston game is the one that I'm like,
0: you know. They haven't lost to regulation yet at home.
1: Yeah, and they're so good. They're so deep, and they're playing so well. And uh, along with Connor Hellebuck leading the way for the Vesna conversation, a close second is Linus Allmark. Yeah, he's, he's the guy right behind him. They're in tough on Thursday in Boston. I'm very interested to see that game and then you go to Washington and roll your dice but I, I think it, you know of the next three games if you can get two to three points that's a victory in my mind and it starts with the home game against Ottawa tomorrow
0: I think three and it's funny because I always say this and I'll be like you know what? I'm really happy on this road trip if the Jets get three points I could sleep with that and then I get upset if they like blow a game or something like that or they lose a point but like looking at it now like try to put my logic cap on which I do very rarely but I try every now and then um, three points I think if they get three points you can be more well, than happy
1: and look at it this way maybe it's a goaltending duel in boston might be this might be a game on thursday i'm not saying they can't win it i'm just saying without their their six regulars out of the lineup and how good boston is at home but i will say this if it gets in a goaltending battle this might be the time jets fans want connor hellebuck to be the reason you won a game and steal a game and and not saying they can't compete and do things but hey you go into boston and and it's a goaltender battle Connor Hellebuck could win that.
0: The Jets might uh, they might want to respond against Washington from the game that they had here. I
1: and, think that well, the Washington and, and, okay. game they didn't play well. Yeah, they so. didn't
0: they didn't play well in that game. And the thing was, Washington played very good in that game. You have to give them some credit too, as well. Um, and you know what? This might be something too. And how long this lasts, or what this is even anything or anything like that. Um, but the, no goaltender is going to be one of the one that that gets that gives uh, Ovechkin his eight oh one. Wow, we're no, you don't want to, do that. to do that.
1: I you was in the barn that. when um, Stamkos hit a career high sixty-one or sixty-two.
0: Def, he hit sixty here in Winnipeg. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, maybe it was sixty for the first time, and and sort of that was he again being a hockey crowd in a hockey city. They applauded him. They yeah. actually gave him a, a cheer. I think it was like a six-two game or something. But they acknowledged the fact that he set a career high or something like that. But they were not happy with the loss. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jim Toth will take you all the way till three o'clock. Thank you very much, Tyson Whitcomb, for the producing the show. If the Fairmont's good
1: enough for Chris Jericho and Guns and Roses, it should be good enough for Mark Mathot. Absolutely. You want
0: a piece of me? There's never been a more Chris true state. Chris
1: Jericho's a generational talent.
0: <laughs> I'll be back same time to tomorrow, guys. Up. Winnipeg Jets, Ottawa Senators, five o'clock uh, pregame show, seven o'clock puck drop, right here on 680 CJOB. That's it for me, See
2: ya. Jets at noon on 6'8 CJOB.